As we've been pondering prayer and fasting, <clears throat> I, I was kind of just meditating on it one day recently, not a long, long time ago, so this is rather recent. And uh, it, it crossed my mind, this uh, thought, I believe it's a God thought, that the walk of prayer with God is much like the walk of discipleship that Jesus offered his disciples. Now think about what it must have been for the disciples to have Jesus say, hey, Peter, I want you to walk with me. Bartholomew, I want you to walk with me. Jesus selected the 12. He was given the direction through the Holy Spirit by praying throughout a night. So th there was a good company of disciples, but Jesus had specific things he did to disciple them. And over the years at Joy, we've taken people on journeys with us and we've, we've had mentoring and we've had discipleship and where, where someone will walk with you and, and, and then the elders and leaders in general are discipling the whole congregation. We, 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 we are uh, responsive when someone said, I need counsel in marriage, or I need help with money uh, in, in how to spend and save my money. And so there's this discipleship process going on, and it's a very, very relational thing. And I was looking at how Jesus related with his guys. That Christ's walk with his disciples was anything but formal and cold. It was very warm and intimate. I mean, he was all the time with the disciples. Service never ended. Think about it, you know, in, 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 in about an hour and a half when I'm done speaking, or, or shorter, um, many of us are going to go to our car and we're going to go home. Now, could you imagine if you're still there? Well, Drew, it's nice service today. Nice being with you, Drew. Um, don't you think we should go to sleep now, Drew? Think of it. Jesus was with his disciples all the time. The only break he had was to pray all night. To get up early in the morning before the, 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 the dawning of the day. Otherwise, they were together. There are some phrases and some, some times when Jesus would chew them out. Like when they, he's casting out the demons from a, a mute uh, kid and a deaf and dumb spirit. And the kid, you know, the demon left and the kid uh, responded. And he turns to his disciples and very warmly he said to him, you know, full of unbelief, how long will I put up with you? In other words, it was, it was like your mother saying, you nearly got ran over in the street. I'm going to beat you to death now. When mama said that, she, that, that didn't mean she's actually going to beat you to death or we wouldn't be here. What it meant was that I love you so much, I can't take your craziness. And Jesus would do that from time to time. You know, you're so full of unbelief. How long am I going to put up with you? And so you could read that and think, well, he was pretty rough with his people. He's with them 24-7. And how was it that John could lean on his chest and there was a tenderness and an intimacy and, 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 and these guys were, they were not most likely to succeed in their school. 
This is like Bozo times 12. They were fishermen and revolutionaries and con men and tax collectors that Jesus called and he just said, hey, if you walk with me, you can change. It's a key. It's a key in prayer. If you walk with me, if you talk with me, you can change. Jesus did not shy away from relationship with his followers any more than Father God shies away from relationship with his followers. How many of you know that we're born again into being direct offspring of God? Jesus, according to scripture, is our older brother. So who's his dad? Father, Father God. Who's our dad? Father God. Jesus didn't shy away from knuckleheads. God loves knuckleheads. That's why joy is so loved. How many fellow knuckleheads say, I'm in knuckleheadery 101, 202, graduate degree in knuckleheadery, but God loves me. He's committed to us. He's committed to us with our weaknesses and our flaws, and he doesn't shy away from us. He's not ashamed. Jesus is not ashamed to call us brethren. Man, I look at my record, and I look at all your testimonies and, 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 and low time, and I go, I'd be ashamed of all of us. But the Lord isn't. We're going to look at, at the similarity of Christ's call to follow him as disciples and God's call to us to follow him as disciples in prayer. Mark chapter 3, verses 13 through 15, we have been preaching this for decades at Joy on welcoming people into mentoring or discipleship. A four-stage thing we're going to see in Scripture that God did when he wanted to tra train someone, when Jesus did, to train. So verse 13 and following, And he went up on the mountain and called to him those whom he desired, and they came to him. And he appointed twelve whom he also named apostles, so that they might be with him, and that he might send them out to preach and have authority to cast out demons. There are four main components of what walking with Jesus is all about. Today, you're going to leave this place with some swag. Some of you that have not called on the name of the Lord, today's going to be the first day you do that. This, this morning, we had one or more people that received Christ and I believe there are more here because it doesn't make sense to live this life without God's help. To really get connected with your family that you were born to be a part of, but you must be born again to be a part of that family. But here are the components of what, what we see in, in Jesus calling his disciples. So you're not going to get beat up. You're not going to leave here thinking, oh, I don't fast enough. I don't pray enough. Uh, boy, I just need to quit because I'm already so far behind. You're going to be encouraged. First of all, it said he called those he desired. Jesus called the desired ones. Now, I want to give you a sneaky thought because God's not a con person. He doesn't kind of save you any more than someone's kind of 
pregnant. Let me say this, if you're kind of pregnant, buy the clothes, get the crib ready. I know, I, sweetheart, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to teach them. They don't even understand pregnancy. How am I going to go into spiritual things? How do you know you're pregnant or you're not pregnant? If you're pregnant, you will become an Oregon duck, ladies. Quack, 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 quack. You will, you will be an Oregon duck. There will be a time when you're screaming and hurling accusations at your husband. You did this to me. You're going to have a baby. Because you, though it seemed to be a small beginning, the pregnancy test, it grows to be a child that won't let you sleep at night. Ask Natalie. In the same way, there are people that think they're kind of saved. Well, I think that, you know, I called on God and I think there's a clause where, where God has to say yes to me. He wouldn't want me, but I guess that, you know, if, if, if I qualified into the clause, then I'm kind of a second-rate citizen of the kingdom. No, no, no. This is kind of like being pregnant. If you're pregnant, you're pregnant. There's going to be a baby. If God called you to save you, He called you to love you, He called you to train you, He called you to give you the best of the kingdom. God doesn't call anyone. Hear me. Hear me. I desire I could just get in your ears. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Hear this. You are chosen of God. You are desired by the Father. The Father wants to hang with you. The Father, this is going to old, old, old school. The Father digs you. He likes you. He's intense. He's your bro, bra. What's the new one you guys call? Your boo? What is it? Come on. Your bae, right? Yeah. Who said that? They need to leave the church right now. Anyway. <laughs> You're his bae. He loves you. Which is really weird. <coughs> Come out, furball. Think about it. a God that can create the universe is crazy about you and I. It is incredible, but it's true. And so we see that these four components, he called those he desired, they came to him. They came. I find that one of the reasons that people struggle is because they let the devil steal number one. You're, you're called of God. He, he's crazy about you. You know, Hebrews tells us, like what, chapter 4? It said that, that we're to, to bring our needs in times of temptation. For we have a high priest that feels what we feel. Come boldly to the throne of grace in time of need. When I'm feeling temptation and craziness, which is occasional, how, if our pastor faces that, what hope is there for me? We're all human. No holds in anybody's hand here. When I feel craziness hitting my mind, I come to the Lord. Lord, I'm here. This is a time of need. Right now, my flesh wants to 
my, my soul wants to agree with my flesh, and that won't lead to a good ending. And I found that whenever I pray that prayer, I get help. We've got to come back. He called them. He wanted them and called them. They came to him. Thirdly, to be with him. Pastor Steve, what do I want to do? I want to get really close to Jesus. I want to just show the devil that he's a punk. I want to just tread on serpents and scorpions. I want to, I want to. Chill it, Sparky. Take your jetpack off. All the good power zone happens when you're with him. Can I tell you something I've learned over the years? How many have ever heard of the thing called witchcraft? Witchcraft can be practiced in any name. Witchcraft can be practiced in the name of Jesus. What do you mean? Any religious exercise that's not under the lordship of Jesus is witchcraft. Now that doesn't mean that somebody that's self-willed and disobedient all the time, they're living a life of witchcraft. How do you know it's witchcraft? Because it puts a curse on people around them. You want to get empowered this year? Be with him. Just chill. Lord, I desire that you would flow more through healing because I'm tired of people being sick. Good motive. Hang with Jesus and you'll be empowered to heal the sick. Lord, I see my, some of my kids were with me and we're at Hedrick and a kid that's talking out of his mind was talking. And, uh, and I grabbed him. And I engaged him in conversation. Why? Because the Lord's been putting in my heart, I want people with mental illness healed. Yeah. If I won't talk to someone babbling and out of their mind, who's supposed to talk to him? Found out he was a Christian kid. And then, he, then I had to get rid of him because he wouldn't stop asking questions. <laughs> Your compassion and your love of being with the Lord will cause miracles to come out of your life. I see a lot of sign seekers, but we're not called to seek the signs. We're called to seek the giver of the gifts because he's the one we love. They were with him. He gave them authority to preach. The last of the four steps was he gave them authority to preach and to cast out demons. Wow. Wow. I think we need authority. I think we need to preach. I, I pray that God would just get on, up in everybody's grill and make you a great preacher this year. Yeah. Tell the story. Tell it at the supermarket. Tell it at Starbucks. Tell it at, at, at Dutch Bros. Well, as you drive through. But anyway, tell it wherever you go. We need people preaching. And we need people that flat out, when someone's manifesting some craziness, just lay hands on them. Many times people are wigging out. They, they, they welcome prayer. Yeah, pray for me. I speak to you. There have been times when, you know, in one case, we had a, a guy in the church that had been in a coma, and when he came out of the coma, demons were talking through, through him. And I grabbed his wife and Kim, and I said, let's go in there. 
And I, I laid hands on him. I said, listen, spirit, I'm talking to you. And I called the brother by his first name. You let my brother go. You can go on vacation now. You're done in Jesus' name. And my friend came out of that. And he, began, he was healed and restored to us. I want to tell you something. Jesus would stop demons from talking. I've, I've, I've dealt with demonic people, and, and, and I will bind them so I can talk to the soul of the actual person I'm dealing with. You shut up. You be quiet. You be still. Now, do you want that or do you want freedom? And I've had people tell me they wanted that. It's not always a sure thing they want to be free. But I can tell you this. We've been given power over demons, but it doesn't come because you want power over demons. People that search and love for power have a flaw. Most people that are compelled into Christian service, it's because of a need, right? Power is I get to dominate you. A need means I need enough strength to get the job done. There's a big difference between moving in power and desiring power. So the motive has got to be the Father. And so we see that the same sequence of Jesus calling his disciples, you guys tracking with me okay? Okay. Uh, the same sequence was similar to how God calls us to prayer. One, he greatly desires that we, that for us to meet him in prayer. E.M. Bounds said this, Prayer should not be regarded as a duty which must be performed, but rather as a privilege to be enjoyed. A rare delight that is always revealing some new beauty. That's the beauty of marriage. Every year I see Kim in a, in a, in a, in a fresh light. She's more beautiful to me because, because I'm going blind. And uh, secondly... Uh, <laughs> Kim said, I've said enough. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she's more beautiful to me every year because as we walk and we journey and we have shared history and shared values, you know, you don't have to <laughs> prove you're beautiful to strangers. I've got love and eyes of my own. You belong to me. You know, so... Uh, same with God. That's what Bounds was talking about. Ian e. Bounds was a chaplain, I think, in the, in the uh, U.S. military, the Northern military in the Civil War, and was a, a writer, and he was saying that there's beauty in this relationship. That's why if prayer looks at, like, oh, that's the last thing I can do, no, prayer is really the way to start everything. Because it's beautiful, and we see the beautiful uh, aspect of it. Romans chapter 8, verses 15 and 16 says, So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, which is the Hebrew uh, term basically for daddy, father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. 
That's why this message, this time of prayer and fasting is not to put anybody under condo bondo, but to help affirm that there's a means of grace whereby you can get deeper into that treasure chest that God has for you, which won't probably be stimulated and opened by just secular impulses. You're going to need more than a few cliches. Keep your chin up. It's always darkest before the dawn. That's not the same as God revealing himself to you in prayer and you begin to know the one that loves you. you. Then all of a sudden scripture opens up and then because of intimacy comes the power to see a lot of great things done. They're not going to happen by ignoring the spiritual realm. We are spiritual beings in an earth suit. But the greatest power is in, is in our soul and in the Spirit of God that works in us. The ability to close our eyes and see things unseen. The ability by the Spirit to know things are reality before they even show up. It's powerful. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 from the ESV says, Pray without ceasing. NLT condenses it. Pray all the time. How do you do that? It's just like having a constant ongoing chat. Kim and I, we're chatting all day long. We are. Both of us from time to time. <laughs> we have an ongoing dialogue. When we go to sleep at night, it's not like, good night. I hope none of us dies in our sleep. We don't think that way. It's kind of like, wow, we had one long day. We're exhausted. Hey, we're still talking. <sighs> And in the morning, we'd pick it up. I think that's the way prayer with God is. If, if, if this is just one ongoing talk, Lord, you know that thing we've been talking about? and I'm still needing you to give me some guidance. And you get an input. And maybe some of the input you get opens up a new question. But you have a relationship. You pray all the time. You pray without ceasing. The second thing is, just like in discipleship, Jesus wanted them, they had to respond. We must respond to his call to pray. Joyce Meyer said, prayer is simply talking to God like a friend and should be the easiest thing we do each day. I want to tell you something. <laughs> Nobody loves you like the Father. Huh? If you're mean and nasty... I never believe that I can give, you know, what's that unconditional love? Man, my, everything in me is a condition. Talk nice and I'll be nice. Slap me, I'll slap you back. How many of you know that if you're human and you're not a liar, we're very conditional, aren't we? And, 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 and I think God is too. If, if he truly, if his love was just truly unconditional, there'd be no hell. Everybody would be automatically saved. But what we do know about that is that he knows our flaws and won't throw us away. He won't let us blaspheme the Holy Spirit. He won't let us out and out reject him and still have the full blessing on our life. But let me just say this. If there's anybody that knows me well and, and, and chose me at my lowest ebb, it's Father. Father called me, according to Romans 5, while I was yet at enmity against God. 
God converted me. He called me out of darkness. He chose me. Schmelzer, will you walk with me? And the first thing that I felt, the first impulse up in that March day of 1971, about a block away from Ashland Community Hospital, the first thing I felt when he called me was weakness. And let me just tell you about the amazing contract I made with him. I said, God, I'm so weak. If you'll give me the strength to walk each day, I'll walk with you. That was enough. He's been awesome. But I knew that I was a sinner. I knew that even as a church kid, that I needed the blood of Jesus to cleanse me from all righteousness. I needed to be transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's son that he loves. The kingdom of light. Powerful. He knows us better than anyone. He's the best friend we could ever have. Colossians 4.2 in the NLT says, Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. How many of you have a thankful heart this morning? You go, man, I'm thankful to God. Ephesians 6.18 says, Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. We not only pray for ourselves, but we also pray for other believers. This morning in our prayer time before service, I said, let's do a twofold thing. Let's say, God get me, God get them. So even if you weren't in that prayer room, you're a benefactor because we said, God, get us. Get us out of deception, get us out of darkness, get us out of crazy thinking. And God, go get them. Them that aren't able to be here today, go get them. Because we need the help of the Holy Spirit all the time. Luke 18, 1, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Wow. Jesus called his disciples to spend time with him. I want to hang with you. How many of you know you don't know who you marry when you get married? You get married so you get to know them. I hate to say this because we are very extensive and call together training, you still don't know them. And even in coming to the Lord, you don't know totally who the Lord's going to be until you taste and see that the Lord is good. It's as Kim and I have journeyed in life and cried together, gnashed together. My wife and I have never had a fight. Really? You married a mannequin, didn't you, you sick thing? <laughs> if she's a real woman and she's not intimidated, boy, take care of your wife as the weaker vessel. Where? I've never seen a weaker vessel that's a woman. <laughs> They're organized. They have both sides of their brain they use. They're cunning and shrewd, and they wait for conversations. We need to talk about something. No, we don't. We need football. <laughs> Relationship. As we walk through life. In a, in a marriage, you walk through life. You find out what you paid for at the altar. <laughs> Oakland, California, you owe me. That certificate signed in Oakland, California. And all of a sudden, I've got a helper too suitable. She's adjusting me. She's talking to me. 
I'll say, honey, you have more words than, than I do. Well, I need to spend mine. Do you mind? Go ahead, honey. And so Kim will talk, and I go, and how did that make you feel? Which buys me another five minutes. <laughs> we walk together. She puts up with, with, with my weaknesses. I don't know what they are, but she probably could tell you. <laughs> you all know them. Be with them. This is the thing Satan hates is when you're with God. He hates it because he knows that in that partnership, God's not going to get weaker by hanging with you, but you will get stronger. And so we find here, Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon said this, true prayer is neither a mere mental exercise nor a vocal performance. It is far deeper than that. It is a spiritual transaction with the creator of heaven and earth. Think of it. Could you imagine having a really deep, intimate conversation with your hamster? Hi, little hamster on the wheel. You really look like you're still kind of fat with all that running you do. I don't know. Maybe we need to get you on a paleo diet or, you know, keto or something. And people would see someone and go, you've taken leave of your thinking. Some of you are going, I think it's kind of normal to me. But think about how God finds pleasure in communing with us. We have the guy that created all of science. He's not unscientific. God is ultra-scientific. He created the universe. He created the scientific properties that bring us a lot of great benefits in, in our society. God, the father of lights, it's the giver of every good and perfect gift. And yet, he's saying, you know what? I just like to hang with you. Well, you know, Father, I don't know, you know, my schedule's kind of tight. I got a lot of stuff to get, you know, I got Facebook notifications to attend to. <laughs> Not one time have I had Father say he didn't have time. And so we see that we spend time with him by getting to know him. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21, which we don't have the time to read because I've used it goofing off. But it talks about how Paul said, he's praying that our understanding would be open, that we would understand the unlimited resources that God gives us, that Christ would make his home in our hearts because we have to welcome him in. That we would experience the love of God, though it is too great to understand fully. That we will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. It ends, this portion ends with, to accomplish infinitely more than we ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. The final thing like the walk with Jesus, the desire of the walk with Christ was to disciple the disciples and apostles to where they were able to clearly preach and to take authority over demonic oppression. That's the same plan Father has for us in prayer. That when, when, we're, when we are given to prayer to God, we, we find as we build relationship we start looking like dad. 
Anytime I met with Father God, he was never shy. He was never abusive. He was never intimidated. He never one time did Father God say to me, I'm kind of worried. I've come to him that way, but he's never come to me that way. And he, he doesn't sweat the devil. I mean, one man, Jesus Christ, led captivity captive. The, the perfect obedience of Jesus that at the resurrection of the dead, he wasted all the demon powers. Jesus beat them all. One, our brother, whooped them all. You say, well, why did he let them go? There was a reason. He did release them. Their time has not come. And he is training sons to bring many sons into glory. We are those sons of, of, of God that are being trained how to have dominion over oppressive things. Maturity is to get you to overcome in your life and then help others. As the great call to discipleship, 2 Timothy 2.2, 2, these things which you've heard among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. God wants us to have dominion, to be able to preach. We find that uh, just a couple of references to put down for your notes, Mark eleven twenty two through 25, uh, complete open checkbook in prayer, James chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, uh, the prayer of faith which raises the sick. God likes to see miracles. Two, two young men came up here and impinged on our service this morning. Drew, there he is, just as guilty as can be, sitting on the front row. I have a testimony. He didn't get up and go, well, you know, you just can't figure it out. The devil's just been whooping me up, and, you know, bless his holy name. Whenever the devil got a holy name, I don't know. But he got up and he said, hey, his daughter was critically ill. God brought her back. And I was there looking at Ryan with Jillian. And I watched a young woman of God defiantly tell the devil where to kiss off. It wasn't real religious looking. It was kind of like real life. My husband is going to come here. He's going to walk here. They can tell you that many medical personnel from Asante grabbed them in the hallways and said, you were the dead man. We did not believe you would survive. They didn't think you'd make it a few days. And those blue eyes are flashing for God. Oh my gosh. You get with Ryan, you have to shut him up. He will talk an hour <laughs> and ask you if you had anything to say. Oh no, Ryan, just keep going. Full of the grace of God. Full. The Lord wants us to experience healings. He wants us to experience the miraculous, which we are. What are we talking about? We'll just do more. Let's do it again. Let's do it this year. Let's do it more. Let's do it continuously. Let's train others to do it. Walk with God. Know God. I will land. John chapter 17, verse 3. And this is the way to have eternal life. Many people think you've got to die to get eternal life. 
Eternal life is a quality of life. It isn't, it, it isn't a destination. Well, when I die in my body, I get eternal life. No, you get eternal life when you believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For we know that we pass from death to life because we love the brethren. We know that we pass from death to life because we placed our faith in Jesus Christ. But now John, Jesus himself, in the high priestly prayer of John 17, he said, and this is the way to have eternal life, and my ears are perked. What is the key to have eternal life now? He said, to know you. That's why we take 21 days. I'm the worst faster in the world. I'm Daniel fasting now. I'm eating soup and some rice and beans. And, and I lusted the other day. I told Kim, I said, you know, when I'm eating regularly, like you take me for burgers, you wanna, want a veggie burger? No, bite your tongue. Gag me with a double-sided uh, double, uh, ginsu. Now I'm going, wow. Garden burger sounds good. <laughs> it's all in perspective, isn't it? It's all in perspective. To know God is why we're seeking Him. I've seen people. A friend of mine told me he was having a problem. I said, tell me what your problem is. He said, my spending's out of control. I'm spending two and $300,000 a month right now. The one thing that that money couldn't buy was peace. I haven't had that problem. But I've had the problem of not having peace when I try to find other fountains to satisfy me. Maybe my ego, maybe my pride, maybe unforgiveness, maybe greed. I want to tell you, we have access to someone that's really crazy about us. This is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. Psalm 17, 15, David said this. He said, that's for me. Here was a king that I think he gave away, was it one or two billion dollars to build the, the temple? Like a hundred million dollars worth of silver. He said, as for me, I will see your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. God's been good to Kim and I. I've got no fingers to point at him. He's provided for us beautifully. It seems like the less I worry about my things, the more I get loaded up in the pickup. But I want my prayer to be fully this. This 21 days, I pray that God will purify my heart again that I go back to how I started. I just want to look like the old man. David, in righteousness, what is he saying here? Is he saying, in whatever righteousness I can walk in and truly all the righteousness that you have, I'm going to stare at you. 
And one day, not I'm going to have more gold, not I'm going to have more wives, not I'm going to have more silver, not that I'm going to conquer more kingdoms, but he said, one day, I'm going to wake and look like you. Joy, this is our treasure. This is our treasure at Joy is the person of Jesus. Band, if you want to come on up here, I am going to finish. I shall be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. Relationship must be mutual. God offers us relationship. Will we respond? This fast and prayer time is just to move us closer. We don't put quotas. You need to pray an hour a day, two hours a day, 15 hours a day. We just say, your dad's crazy about you. We're here to tell you that the world wants you too, man. The world's doubling down to give you toys and lust and all kinds of distractions and put white noise in your, your ears. But those that will be led of the Spirit will put away the white noise and they'll always default back that no other fount but the fount of the blood of Jesus, the fount of the Holy Spirit can make me happy. If we are born in the fire, we'll never be happy living in the smoke. If you're born of the Spirit of God, you'll always long because you'll always remember that when we get to heaven and we're in a great throng of people I don't think that I'm going to look at anybody else and ask him, how many were you running? How much money were you prospered? How were you? Did you have more likes on Facebook than the other guy? I have a hunch that we will be like the four and 20 elders. We'll take every crown and we'll throw it at the feet of Jesus and we'll probably puzzle the beauty of grace and how we we're saved by the tender mercy of a father that loves us more than anyone could ever love us. And he just wants to be with us. I don't understand it. I don't understand it why he's crazy about me. Guy came up to me after service and we're gonna meet. He said he's just struggling in his life. I don't know about you, I think this is a good year for joy to be the church where we're not acting highfalutin. We're just like a bunch of beggars that said, dude, let me bring you to the bread. Let me bring you to the Savior. Let me take you there. Let me walk with you. Let's walk together. Let's love God. Let's dwell in the Holy Spirit. Will we respond? Second, prayer time produces intimacy with God. Out of the intimacy, number three, comes the power. I want the power of God for one reason. This world's a mess. I want the power to preach because I know that people walk in and out of here and some of them choose death still. And if God wanted to enhance the anointing and the compelling in preaching, I'll take it because of the need that's there. 
I want to lay hands on the sick and see them recover because people are sick. They need to be healed. Otherwise, I just enjoy hearing other people's testimonies, man. Run strong, run hard. We're not in a competition with one another. We're people that have been delivered from darkness and death. And that's what the world needs to hear. And that we will pray with people. We will love them. And we will be with them like our Lord is with us until they're healed. Number three, out of the intimacy comes the power. Number four, the power of God functions through us to proclaim Christ and his kingdom. And to take dominion over de demonic oppression and bondage. Number five, we will walk with God first in prayer. Then we will have victory. Last quote from Ian Bounds. Prayer makes a godly man and puts within him the mind of Christ the mind of humility, of self-surrender, of service, of pity, and of prayer. If we really pray, we will become more like God or else we will quit praying. Could we stand together? Sometimes when when preaching is done, there's messages that, that come out. The Lord speaks so beautifully. In a group this size, there could be a number of you that are getting a complete different emphasis of the Holy Spirit. I love that. Sometimes I, I drive away from here. My wife will see me moving my hands. What are you doing? Oh, nothing. What I was doing is I was still preaching. To say what God wants his kids to say, it doesn't just shut off. That could be the stammering lips we hear about in Romans 8. There's just so much God wants to say to his kids. The first thing is you need to have a dad. Week after week, we give an opportunity for people to come to Christ, to come to Father. It's as simply as calling on his name. People come here week after week and they have a sense of impending doom. There is impending doom coming on the earth. Society's not just improving. Evil men are waxing worse and worse, but the righteous are shining brighter. And the coming of the Lord is at hand. Now's the time to say, Lord, I need you. I need you, Lord. Not one time did we tell you you need to justify yourself. Your justification comes through forgiveness. The Lord forgives you. The Lord saves you. And what you have to do is just to believe that payment has been paid in full. When Jesus died on the cross, he rose from the grave as proof that payment was received. And therefore, you and I will rise out of a grave. We will not be sequestered in a grave, but we will rise again to ever be with God. That's a beautiful thing. 
And so the first thing you have to do is you have to choose, say, hey, I, I, I want God. It isn't a matter of you know everything. Like I said, you have to get married to really get to know your wife. You have to feel and sense God is really calling me and it's really Him. And I want that. I want God in my life. Right now, if you would, everyone would just bow your head and close your eyes for a moment. I would like every one of you that say, Pastor, pray for me. I, maybe you are a backslider and you've just been really wayward and just feel defiled by your own actions and the trip that comes out of that. Or you've never called on God and you want to be in. You want, want Jesus to save you and take away your sins and make you a new person. Please raise your hand and leave it up so I can just see. Those of you that, that came in this place, I see that hand. Okay, I see a couple of hands here. Uh, three hands so far. Any other? Put your hands up, guys. This is a good day to get saved. It's a good day to call on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to pray together. Just pray this prayer. And then uh, uh, Drew will give you information on how to follow up. But let's pray this prayer. Dear Father, I thank you for your tender mercy. I thank you, God, for your love. Lord, I look at my life, and I've needed to be a part of your family. And today I'm asking you to make me a part of your family. Forgive me of my sins. Take away my sins. Put your Holy Spirit within me. You said, God, that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm calling on your name. Save me, Lord. You also said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall not be ashamed. Take away my shame. Dear God, if you'll be my God, I'll be your servant. If you'll be my father, I'll be your child. I receive you today, dear Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. As we conclude, I want to talk to those of you who know the Lord. I know there are times I go through dry seasons in my prayer life. Times when I just feel so yucky about me that I'm afraid that uh, why am I going to take time to pray? I'm just talking where humans live. But Dad's crazy about me, and he's crazy about you. He knew us and called us at our worst. When we were completely dead in our trespasses, we were made alive through Jesus. How much more than being saved while we were enemies will we be saved through his life? I'd like us to just put your hand in a cup. really feel like God wants to give something today. He wants to give the spirit of intimacy. We're not asking you to dial in and pray like 17 hours, anything. Let God give you something today. Father, I pray that you would give the spirit of intimacy. Lord, that each person here would know the spirit of Abba, Father. Lord, that you would strengthen our prayer life. Lord, that we would find that, that suddenly our eyes are open to the power you have towards us. 
your power to your church, to your people, to your chosen ones. Build up your people, I pray. Give them life. We worship you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.